Amen. All right. All right. We're in Ephesians chapter 6, and you can see there on your notes, we're talking about how respect is correct. And Amen to that. Amen to that. Um, we see there, we'll go ahead and read the verses, and the context here is for children. Of course, we've been talking about the family, and so we'll keep it in that context, but we're going to talk about, you know, just respect in a general sense as well. But it says there in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 1, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. So respect is correct. Verse 2, honor thy father uh, and mother, which is the first commandment with promise. In other words, you'll be blessed uh, when you do that. And so, now I want to be careful here. I, I'm not a big fan of Hollywood, uh, you know, but I have certain movies that I've watched over the years that I, that I kind of like. Uh, because at the end of the day, they're actors, and we don't really know how they really are. But uh, I, I saw this uh, cowboy show not too recently, or not too long ago, is how I probably should have said it. But uh, the setting of the show was in the 70s. And you had these two old cowboys in the 70s, and, and uh, they were in Texas, and, and uh, they were just kind of talking at a little cafe there about all the mess and turmoil that was going on in that day and age. And uh, uh, they were talking about uh, the rebellion and and uh, uh, the the you know men with earrings and ponytails. All that stuff just seemed confusing to them. And and the the, the crazy hairdos and those types of things. And and uh, it was kind of comical, you know, uh, listening to them say uh, talk about that. But but again, the one cowboy said this, and it really jumped out to me. And I actually wrote it down. And he says, well. He says, when they quit saying, yes, sir, and yes, ma'am, trouble's going to follow. You know, now again, he was an actor. He might not even believe that himself. But what he said is true. You know, and it has to do with respect. And when we start losing respect for things, it, it breeds other things that come along. A lot of things that we're dealing with uh, uh, today. Uh, and so again, like I said, I'm not a, I don't quote movies much, but that one just uh, stood out to me. And I remember writing that down. And so basic respect, and we've been talking about a lot about America, but we could say the world too, but we've been kind of narrowing it down to what we see in our society, that is in our country. And, and really basic respect all across the board, not just children and parents and those types of things, but just respect uh, in general has almost evaporated. You know, and again, this leads to a lot of other issues uh, in our society. Um, and I believe this has come around really since the 60s, maybe even the late 50s, um, rebelling, to, rebelling to authority. Really, rebelling to authority has really uh, become the normal thing. It's really applauded these days. You know, it's almost like we admire people that all of a sudden want to go against the grain uh, on something. Now, we know sometimes... Rebellion is necessary, but we're talking about uh, rebellion against things that, that are right, that are correct, that are moral, that are decent. And it just seems like that each new generation that comes along, they want to rebel against authority somehow. They're just looking for a way to rebel. Okay, what can I be against today? <laughs> and it usually just has to do uh, with simple authority things. And uh, and again, it, you know, I think, you know, any reasonable thinking person can really see this, uh, you know, um, in a very easy way. It's almost like they all have their specific axe to grind. But at the end of the day, it's not really the, the, the thing that they're focused in on. It's really just the rebellion. It's just the act of rebellion. They, they want to rebel 
uh, against things. Uh, and, of course, this type of rebellion that we're talking about, because as I said, not all rebellion is wrong. Sometimes it's necessary. But the type of rebellion we're looking at today creates disrespect. You know, and I, I really believe this is one of the things that's harming our country and destroying our young people. Uh, I have there on the notes uh, a man by the name of Dr. Carl. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right because it's spelled kind of odd. But Dr. Carl Zimmerman, and he was a Harvard uh, sociology professor way back in 1947. And he gave this list of reasons for uh, disintegration of cultures and families, and it was quite big. But among what was listed was this, fewer children and less respect for parents and parenthood. You know, so these are, this was a secular man. He wasn't looking at this from a biblical standpoint, but I believe what he said is true. You know, the, the, the look of the, what we might call the biblical family, the role of the family, children, those types of things, even back in 1947, it was already beginning to be kind of looked down on, you know, as, as a hindrance, if you will, old fashioned. Um, and so it's not just, and, and here's where we, you know, I always kind of go back to this. Uh, children not having respect for parents isn't the problem. It's a symptom of a problem. And really it goes back to our society in general taking a, a incorrect, let's just say sorry look at what we would call a traditional family ought to be. I mean, that, that's what it all boils down to. And, of course, not only has it morphed into rebellion and, and uh, the different roles uh, you know, concerning husbands and wives throughout the ages that have changed a lot um, because they were considered old-fashioned, disrespectful, uh, uh, stereotype, whatever you want to say. And then we fast-forward to 2022, and we have the mess that we have today with you know, homosexuality and little boys wanting to be little girls and little girls wanting to be boys. I'm just telling you, it's all connected. It's all connected. Now, we might have our specific symptom that we want to shout out about, and we should, but we go back to the core problem. And really, it's rebellion towards what God has taught us in the Bible about parenting and parenthood. So it's not just children not respecting parenthood and parenting, but society itself, you know, taking a low look. Uh, you know, a lot of adults believe that that having children is, is a waste of their time. It, it, it's, you know, it's a hindrance to their selfish motives. Yeah, they, I don't want any children. I want to. I want to do what I want to do, and and that's their prerogative. Uh, you know, I've, I'm. You know, I, I I understand that. I suppose they have the right to do that. But there's also those that go ahead and have children, and this is the saddest part of all. Uh, but regret having those children, uh, and really look at raising children as a burden. You know, uh, and and we've talked about that. I'm not going to get into all the details about that. We've already looked at that. And so again, it's it's really just a, a a rebellious nature, really that has just really morphed into a you know a terrible mess that we have today. But we see there under letter A uh, in the introduction there of, of uh, respect is correct. We we have there. We're not going to turn to all these Bible verses, but respect and honor are found throughout Scripture. Pertains to many areas of life, not just children showing respect to their parents, but citizens should honor their government. Romans thirteen seven. 
Uh, now, we understand that if our government wants us to disobey God, that's another uh, truth there. But citizens should honor their government. Employees should honor their employers. Churches are to honor their leaders. Church members are to honor one another. Uh, churches are to honor their widows. Husbands are to honor their wives. Wives are to honor their husbands. Husbands and wives are to honor their marriage vows. Uh, children are to honor their parents, as we just read there in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 2. So it is a biblical mandate that we're to respect things. It's, it's part of, of, of what we are as Christians, and God makes it clear that respect and honor uh, in a society, that is, if we want to succeed for the Lord, and I hope we all want to succeed for the Lord, uh, then we have to understand that respect and honor begins in the home. Amen. It begins in the home. For if these things are taught, uh, then they will be carried out uh, into our society if they're taught in the home. And uh, so number one, expect respect. We go back to our uh, uh, verse of Scripture there, passage, Ephesians 6, verse 1, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Verse 2, Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment, with promise. And so parents, letter A there, as you see there on your notes, you have to flip the page there. And uh, the copier didn't whip me this week. I actually was able to do front and back without having a major malfunction. Uh, but expect respect. So letter A, parents have to expect respect from their children. You know, our society has taught us that expecting certain things out of our children is kind of a form of not loving our children the correct way. Let me just say that's a lie straight out of hell. We are to expect things out of our children. And to, as the the, the, uh, the old saying goes, hold their feet to the fire. And so parents have to expect respect from their children. Not, you know, we're talking about respect, but we can expect other things too. And so we've talked about how an authoritarian dictator, somebody that rules with anger and fear, we know that that's wrong. The Bible teaches that's wrong. Uh, but at the same time, children are not our peers. You know, and, and I see that a lot where we kind of, you know, we get down on the same level and, you know, we want to make them our peers. And in the Bible, you don't see that in Scripture anywhere. Okay, that's, that's where parents should lead. And so the Bible makes it very clear that God has set up authority in the home. Uh, and there's a lot of things to it, but today we're talking about respect, and it's structured for the parents to lead the home and not the children. And you can kind of follow along there with your notes. I may not follow them exactly, but, but a lot of these things that I'm saying are in your notes, and you can kind of follow along there. And so, again, the, the, the home is structured in a lot of ways, and it's structured for parents to lead the home and not the children. And I think a lot of this has to do when parents don't lead the way they should, there could be a lot of different reasons for it, but I think probably the biggest reason is they don't love their children the way they should. If you really love your children, you'll raise them how God tells you to raise them. And, and even when it's hard. Because it's not, it's not easy raising children. I mean, even, even when things are good, you know, children are children. And, and uh, you know, they'll have you scratching your head sometimes. But we got, we got to lead. Uh, and, we got, and if we truly love them, we'll be willing to put the work in and the heartache uh, to, to make it happen. Now, those that see parenting, as we've talked about in some of our other lessons I mentioned today, uh, those that see parenting as too much of a burden, uh, they basically are going to allow their children to run roughshod uh, over the home. And you say, what does roughshod mean? Well, just ask an old cowboy like Brother Billy. He'll explain it to you. 
But it basically has to be with, you know, children running the home instead of the parents. You know, you can't go anywhere. Why? Because the children. You know, uh, you, you know, you can't, you know, you can't do this. You can't do that. You can't even plan things in the home because of the children. Hey, if you find yourself doing that, there's a problem. There's a problem. You're not leading. And so, uh, and we've talked about this as well, but it bears mentioning again, it's on your notes there. Children actually, I believe, want this direction. They may kick back against some rules, but I think, I think within their heart, it does bring them comfort. It brings them attention. Because a lot of times children are acting up because they just, they want the attention and they're going to get it one way or the other. And so children, to me, it's comforting. It gives them some structure uh, in their life, and not just to me, but even secular uh, folks will, will say this as well. And certainly, you know, practically speaking, it does keep them safe, especially in the future, but it also teaches them respect in other areas of life as well. You know, I can always tell if a young man or a young lady, uh, if they have respect towards me and they don't really know me, and I notice they have respect towards other adults, and they have respect in, in, to any type of authority, I can about guarantee that they learn that in the home. They were respectful toward their parents. And there could be some exceptions to that. Young people get saved out of broken homes, and, and certainly God can lead in those areas. But I'm just saying probably more times than not, that young person has learned respect in the home and it is to their parents, and it is carried throughout their whole life in all other areas of life. And that's the way it ought to be. That's the way that it ought to be. And so, in Ephesians chapter 6, where we just read, he really teaches us that there's two commands here for the children to follow. In verse 1, we see that word obedience. Uh, obey, which is obedience. means to, to listen to instruction. In other words, the instruction of the parents, heeding the instruction, in other words, putting it into your life and then conforming to it. Hearing is not uh, uh, just say, yeah, yeah, I hear you, Dad, I hear you, Mom, and then go do what you want to do. That's not hearing, that's disobeying. Okay. And then honor actually means something a little even beyond that. Uh, honor means to value or revere someone or something. But here it's talking about value, valuing and revering your parents. In other words, that relationship that you have with your parents. In other words, for children, it ought to be an honor for them to follow your leadership and your guidance. It ought to be an honor for them to obey uh, the, the... We've talked about boundaries and principles in the home. In other words, it ought to mean something to them. And so this means that... That, that children are, are to do what parents say, but, but also to value and respect that relationship. And we've talked about how we can, we can make that happen, and, and next week we'll even get into that a little further. Uh, but right now, we just know it needs to be something that we need to expect. Expect respect uh, from your uh, children. And so we have to expect that, uh, but we have to teach them respect. Now, uh, I think it's on, might be on your notes there. Yeah, it kind of is, but I'll ask the question. Um, those of us that know how children really are, <laughs> um, do children naturally exhibit respect? Is it just something that comes natural to them? Now, I'll, I'll, I'll agree that some children seem to, it seems to be easier for them to do than others. But generally speaking, I don't think children naturally exhibit respect. You know, they don't. It's something that has to be taught. It's something that has to be maintained. And we see there in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 1 through 4, 
Hear, ye children, the instruction of a father, and attend to no understanding, for I give you good doctrine. Forsake ye not my law, for I was my father's son, tender and only beloved in the sight of my mother. He taught me also and said unto me, and I'm saying it to you, let thine heart retain my words, keep my commandments, and I like that last part, and you'll live. <laughs> I'm not sure that's how he said it, but that's kind of how I see it. You do what I say, and, and you'll live, amen. <laughs> Uh, but uh, uh, but again, certainly talking about blessings and those types of things. And so again, this is something that we, you know, it challenges us as parents. You know, listen, we can't just put our hand on our hip and get all upset because our children don't do what we tell them to do. Listen, it's on you. I mean, there's no one else to blame but you, right? I mean, they're your children. Uh, and, and that's where the buck stops. That's who God's looking at. And so, uh, it's not always pleasant. You know, disciplined children isn't always pleasant. It's been difficult for me over the years. It could be hard for a parent to do. But I go back, you know, we always say, well, I'll do anything for my child, and, but, but discipline them. <laughs> I'll do anything but discipline them. Why don't I want to just Because it's too hard. You know, I hear, I don't know if they're well-meaning, but to me it's a cop-out. Well, I just love them too much to discipline them. That does not make sense to me. That's a conundrum. That's... That just does, that's, <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I can't even process that, okay? Hey, listen, you, you discipline them because you love them. If you don't discipline them, then there's something uh, wrong there in your heart concerning your children. If we truly love them, we'll do what God says concerning uh, disobedient children. And every child has to be disciplined. And so, and again, in previous lessons, we've talked about, not going to do it today, the extremes of, you know, that authoritative or, or you know, Ruling in anger versus, you know, being passive, both are wrong, equally wrong, equally damaging when it comes to discipline. It's very bad to be too hard on children. It's very bad not to be hard enough on children. Both destroy the children uh, and bring a lot of aggravation and heartache into the family that's not, not needful. And so, uh, and again, we've talked a great deal about boundaries and standards. Remember our triangle, protecting biblical principles built from those Bible commands. And so, again, parents have to set these boundaries and defend those boundaries at all costs, whatever it takes. Uh, and that will include even strict discipline. Notice Hebrews chapter 12, uh, verse 6 on your notes there under letter B. It says, For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth and scourgeth. And if you look those words up, particularly scourgeth, that's severe discipline. I mean, you know, we're not talking about just, you know, you know time out, you know. I never really liked timeout anyway, but that's a, another story. But anyway, you know, it's uh, they had timeout while they recuperated. But <laughs> I never counted either. One, two, you know, unless it was one, two, three. I'm meddling, okay. But uh, uh, I'm just, I'm just teasing, kind of. I'm kind of teasing, uh, but uh, uh, I forgot what I was talking about. Uh, but uh, uh, we need to understand that when we're talking about discipline, uh, that there is chastening, there is scourging. We're not going to break all that down today for time's sake, but we need to understand that we're even talking about severe discipline. It's not pleasant to think about. You know, uh, it, it, It's a very difficult thing for a parent to do, and any parent that takes it lightly, I would question their motives as well. shouldn't be easy for that, but no doubt if we love them, we will do uh, what we're supposed to do. Look at number two there under uh, letter B. Discipline must begin at a very young age. 
You see, if we don't discipline them at three, you're going to have a hard time when they're 13. It's easier to do when they're three, and you may not even have to do it when they're 13. Makes sense, amen? We're going to look at some practical uh, some practical things there uh, as well. And so, so again, we, it's, it's, not, uh, it's not easy, but I think it's necessary uh, to understand uh, some things. And like I said, I'm not following notes exactly, but, but uh, look there uh, at Proverbs 13, uh, 24. Proverbs 13, 24. Um, uh, underneath discipline must begin at a very young age. Proverbs 13, 24 says, He that spareth his rod hateth his son. That's what God says. You know, for those that say, well, I love them too much to discipline them, uh, God says you're, you're not you're not loving him the way you should, but he that loveth him chasing him or chasteneth him be times. We're going to talk about that word be times. I don't know why I didn't put it on the notes, so maybe you can write them down off the side there. But be times it, actually, there's a couple different thoughts there, but I think they're both correct and they're both applicable. Um, uh, you could say, okay, well, it's you know, it's like you know, I'm a firm believer. If the child acts up, don't matter if they're in Walmart or at Grandma's house or whatever, the time to discipline is right now. No, that's me, you know, and I could, I'm not saying that's right every time, but that's just how, how I am. And a lot of times we'll look at this verse. In other words, we're disciplined within a timely, within a short time, very soon. But there's others who believe, and again, I believe this is correct too, that this mainly has to do with correcting children early in their life. And, and both is correct, you know. Uh, and, and certainly, as I just said a while ago, it's easier when they're three than when they're 13. And really, that's practical. Because when you discipline a three-year-old, the punishment is going to be a lot less severe, but it's going to have more impact. You know, a little three-year-old's heart's tender. I mean, you can, you mean, you know, you, you know, I, I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm okay with spanking three-year-olds, but, but it takes a lot less spanking, and certainly their hearts are tender or should be when they dis, you know, when they disobey or, or they feel like that mom and dad is, you know, upset with them, that really crushes their little spirit, and that's okay, you know, because you're trying to discipline them. That goes a long way. But if you don't, as they get older and that old heart gets harder and harder, they could care less if mom's upset with me. So not only do you have to, when they get older, you have to use more severe punishment, but it also has less impact. See what I'm saying? So I want, uh, this minute, Bob. So I want to say this again. When you discipline when they're young, it's less severe, more impact. But when they're older, it has to be more severe with less impact. It's better to do it when they're smaller. Yes, sir, Brother Bob. Mm-hmm, right. They're, they're certainly, not every child is the same. Okay. And, and I have to be careful here because I was blessed. You know, my children... You know, they, they just, you know, I'm not saying they were perfect, but, you know, they, I was able to break their will pretty easy, okay? Um, but in those cases there, again, I just got to go back to the Word of God. And the punishment has to outweigh the crime. <laughs> you know, in other words, there's some children who are just tough. You know, they're just tough. And until the, until the hurt outweighs what they're doing, they're just going to keep doing it. You know, and that's that's where that scourging comes into place, and it's hard. You know, the Bible, and I'm, I know I'm treading on some shaky ground here. But the Bible even talks about stripes. Yeah, we're talking about marks. Okay, 
And uh, so I'm just telling you what the Bible says. I'm not going to get into, you know, a big social debate here. But I'm just telling you, if we do what God says, God's not a liar. Amen? It'll work. It's not easy. Praise the Lord, I've never had to go that far. Uh, but, uh, well, I, I shouldn't say that, but, but to what you're talking about. So, Yes, Miss Bonnie. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Amen. Amen. You know, a switch today will land you in jail. Because a switch leaves a mark. I've had those little red stripes. Those things hurt for two or three days. But you know what? You remember. Yeah, you remember. <laughs> I remember one time us boys, we got in trouble, and my dad went out to cut a switch, and he come back mad because we'd cut them all down. <laughs> it wasn't one within a 200 yards of the house. <laughs> He found one, though. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, so things have changed a lot there. And so, again, the practical thing here is uh, uh, children not correct at a young age. Again, it's going to require more severe punishment with less impact. It, by the way, that's why our, our prisons are full of young adults. I mean, all, you know, I mean, this is all connected, okay? Now, let's look at uh, number three there, Hebrews... Um, 12, underneath number 3, way down on your page there, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 7 through 8. It says, if you endure chastening, and this is, this is talking to believers in general, God dealeth with you as, his, as with sons. So we see right away that God chastens his, his, his children. For what son is he whom the father chasteneth not? In other words, you know, I don't, you know, I may see a child acting up at Walmart, but I'm not going to, you know, spank them because they don't belong to me. Now, if they're mine, I'm going to spank them. This is what God is saying here. He doesn't chase those that, that don't belong to him, but he chases those uh, that do belong to him. But if you be without chastisement, in other words, if there's no punishment whereof uh, all are partakers, then ye are bastards and not sons. And so we know what that word means. And so parents, again, they're to correct their children, just how the Lord corrects parents. And we parents need corrected sometimes too, right? I mean, I know I do. (laughs) And so God's chastening of us proves that we are His. When God chastens us and even scourges us, it proves that we belong to Him. It proves that He loves us. And a parent's chastening proves that they love their children. That's what we need to see there. So very, very important. Number four, rebellion in a child is a far greater issue than most parents realize. I think this has really been a very, you know, telling thing throughout the years. You know, uh, and some of you folks that are, that, are, that are older and even my age, I mean, sometimes when I hear how a child, and I even see it in churches, how a child talks back to their parents, you know, I'm like, Woo! <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't, that, that wouldn't even enter my mind when I was a kid. Stomping off, jerking away, whoo, <laughs> whoo, We just don't think it's a big deal. Oh, well, it's not. it is a big deal. And the Bible teaches us that. Jeremiah 17, 9, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked who can know it. That's a verse that really says a lot about the human heart. And that includes your precious little Susie, okay? Proverbs twenty-two fifteen: Foolishness is bound in the heart of a child. 
but the rod of correction shall drive it far from him. So we see some corporal punishment and, and discipline and all these types of things throughout the Word of God. You know, again, I think it's a lot bigger deal when a child acts out than most normal parents, I say normal, society's parents, realize. And I've probably said this before, but a three-year-old sassy little girl is not cute. It's not cute. As a matter of fact, when that happens, red flags ought to go off. You shouldn't applaud it and put it on Facebook. That drives me insane. Remember the little boy, uh, what was it? Listen. Listen, Linda. Listen, listen, listen. Listen, Linda, and everybody's laughing. And I, I chuckled too. But at the end of the day, that's bad. That's bad. You know, uh, that's a symptom of a sin nature that needs to be driven far from them, as the Bible says, with a rod. That's how severe it is. That's how wrong it is in the eyes of God. And again, it's easier to do when they're three uh, than when they're 13. So number one, when it comes to children, we have to uh, expect respect. Amen to that. Number two, reward respect. And I think this is important because sometimes we might have the tendency to be a little heavy-handed, uh, but we have a, a little harder time being light-handed when it's necessary. So these things need to be balanced out. So in Third John, I don't know why I put Third John 1, but Third John verse 4, um, uh, now the context here is John talking to believers, but we can still get an application here. It says, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. Now, now parent, let, let, let me just, grandparents... That is a goal we should want. I mean, we, we should want to, in the future, when they're 30 years old and 40 years old, and I know that isn't always the case, but that should be a goal that we want to have that joy knowing that our children, grandchildren, our family is walking in truth. I mean, that's, and I know that isn't always the case, and it's heartbreaking. But, but again, I, I believe it is uh, attainable. So, so we got to have, we got to expect the respect, but we also got to reward it. In other words, we want this to work. We got to do both, you know. Uh, and and we've talked about this in other lessons. So we see there, letter A: praise your children for respect. Mark Twain. Now, you know, I'm not making Mark Twain out to be a great Christian. I don't know if he was saved or not, but he does have some pretty neat things to say. But I like what he said. I believe I have it on your notes there. He says, "I can live for two months on a good compliment," and certainly that's true. You know, we, we, you know, we're to encourage others, but that's also biblical as well. Proverbs twelve twenty five. there in your notes, heaviness in the heart of a man maketh it stoop, but a good word maketh it glad. And certainly if, you know, that's geared toward our brothers and sisters and other people in Christ, certainly it would be geared towards our own children, right? <laughs> Amen, you know. And so I think that that's important. Proverbs twenty five eleven. a word fitly spoken is like apples of gold and pictures of silver. And that's a great verse. Maybe one of these days we'll break it down. But, but, but again, we see there a, you know, some, some praising your children uh, here verbally. Um, and so recognizing a child who shows honor and respect to authority, look, that's a big deal, and it'll go a long way in them maintaining that throughout their life. So we need to correct when correction is necessary, but we need to praise when praise is necessary. You know, and I'm not talking about going over the top and you know buying them a pony because they said yes sir or no sir, but I'm just trying to get you to understand that we need to recognize that as a good job, son. 
when you get in the car, say, "I really appreciate you showing respect to, to brother or sister so and so." That was, that means a real that means a lot to people. You keep it up. That's what I mean, you know. And it's not that'll go a real long ways. Um, that's low hanging fruit. That's fodder that'll really go a long way. And so parents, grandparents, and even church members that are around children, you know, you're teaching or, or what have you, children have to be praised for respect because the world is praising them for disrespect. You know, so they, they get it. You know, they, they get that. So we need, to, we need to make sure that we are recognizing when they do show respect. Uh, and, and we just need to always be aware of those opportunities. We spent quite a bit of time in some other lessons looking for opportunities to encourage, encourage our children Certainly, we need to be aware of that when they show respect. And it has to be taught. You know, I, I mentioned lately, you know, uh, about how I was saved late in life. My son was already six, seven years old. And even after I got saved, there were some things that I still needed to grow in the Lord. So basically, by the time my son was in his early teens, um, you know, I wasn't even at that time maybe as separated or spiritually discerned uh, as I needed to be. You know, so there were some things that I've had to go back and and that come more naturally for Layla Bug than they do for my son. Now my son's a very respectful young. I'm proud as could be of him. Okay, uh, but uh, but my point is, is you know the yes sir, no sir thing was something I really you know my son he, I never taught him that. Okay, uh, and just just respect. And so over time we would be at church or whatever, uh, an adult would say something to him, he, you know, he would always respond, I mean, he wasn't being mean, or, you know, he, he would talk to him, but he wouldn't use the yes sir, no sir thing, yes ma'am, no ma'am thing, so I didn't jump down his throat about it, but when I got by myself, I said, now look, I said, you know, we need to say yes sir, no sir, you know, especially down here in the south, because people don't like that, <laughs> okay, uh, and so, so you see what I'm saying, it, it's just, you know, it's loving, it's training, it's expecting, but you have to balance it. Uh, with reward uh, and, and, and those types of things. It's very important uh, to do uh, because it's not always easy to be respectful to people. Let's just be honest. There's some people we don't really want to be respectful to, <laughs> but we need to be respectful, right? Amen. Amen. And so be aware of those opportunities to encourage, train your children. And so, again, as it says there on your notes, correction and praise, again, all has to be balanced. Reward your children for respect. This takes a little further than, than uh, just verbally. Uh, showing them Psalm eighty four eleven, it says, "For the Lord God is a sun and a shield." So you know both sides. Uh, the Lord will give grace and glory. Now notice what it says: No good thing will He withhold from them that walk uprightly. So this is a verse that indicates that God gives us blessings for walking uprightly, and we should be the same with our children. You know, and again, I'm not talking about you know, <laughs> oh, there's always balance to this, uh, but uh, you know. Take them and get them an ice cream cone. You know, just something to that will stick out in their mind, that being respectful and, and you know, yielding to authority, those types of things are very, very uh, important. Okay, and then uh, next week, uh, we just got one part, but I'm going to take a little time on this one. We're going to be looking at how, how parents model respect, in other words, through themselves for their children. In other words, if we want our children to respect, they need to see us respecting authority as well. And so we're going to spend quite a bit of time on that next week. So that's why we broke it off there a little bit. Okay, all right, I did good today. So we got any comments or questions or anything? Yes, Brother Leon.